Welcome to a place where God's people are enlightened and empowered through the ministry of the Spirit and strategic communication of God's Word for Kingdom Dominion. We are a people committed to establishing Kingdom civilization in our various sphere of influence. Welcome to Build. As long as you, your heart is not with God, it's fine. You can play church all you want. And the burden came upon uh, this house that we should talk about intimacy. And I don't know. For me, eh, I have I have a burden. It's on intimacy too, but I feel like. There are appetites that we have as human beings that are locked up at the back of our skull. We don't know that we can do those things until we find ourselves in an express road where we have control of whatever happens, even the consequences. And then you will find out that you will fall cheap as prey to the devil. But um, Obadiah 117 says, I'm sorry, give me Obadiah 117. Are we there? Okay, do, do we have it open? It says, But on one Zion will be deliverance, and it will be holy. And the house of Jacob will possess its inheritance. My emphasis is on on Mount Zion. There shall be deliverance. I I actually don't know. Everybody came here with different plans or different um, um all I said different motives and different requests. The church eh, is for us to be built. So the church is for us to be built, corrected, changed, and whole. So everybody has different mind for com- motives for coming to church today. But I don't know how to express. I don't know how to see it. I want to beg us to pray that those hidden um, behaviors that I am liable to fall trap into that God should what deliver. You will find out when you have money that you have appetite to show. That's when you know that that money didn't have it for kingdom purposes. You had it and then you see yourself buying stuffs, doing stuffs. For yourself, the ambition is self. Self is at the back of your skull. It's holding you like chains. But you don't know. I think you are walking, but you are walking. Right? 
You are tied to a tree. You are walking around that same circle. May it not be that one day, the times when you are supposed to represent God well, they will catch something in your hands and say, This. I don't know if I'm speaking in somebody's mind. Because for me, oh, I know I can, I'm weak, oh. I can fall. And that's why we have intimacy as a topic. For us to draw closer to God. And as we draw closer, what? We build and what? We become The goal is to have the character of God, not just the, uh, the fruit, not just the gifts. Yeah. The goal is to have the character, not just the because I, I don't know, I see sometimes when I go to church, I, I, sometimes I feel like there's no need to go to some churches. So, since yeah, I'm not, I, I don't want to talk bad about anybody ever in church. That they are fine churches. Everybody's not perfect. We have our imperfections. But, yeah, we realize that everybody just came to show up. Everybody, people preach us, sometimes I'm scared of holding this came to show that we can dazzle what's the last person said. It's a heart cry that God should change to himself. And people will see that since this person. You will be shocked that many of the people that we have, ah, Jesus has not touched some part of their life. They surrender the few, but not all. Surrender the few and not all. Please, can we pray and pray upon that? Jesus, change me. I want to be changed to your perfect image. Correct me. Intimacy. Speak to me quietly. I don't think I want, I want to I want to expand more in this prayer. See, some people, the reason why your life is still okay is because of the fellowship campus thing that is still around you. The day you walk out and graduate of this campus, you are now a lone man in the desert. And the Bible says that they will come, they will test your works now. Abba, they will. And if you fail in the time of what adversity you have strength is. People are te- they will test it though. I swear. I swear. But they will test it. They will come after you. If you are the church person, they will come. Everybody's see. Don't 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 be fooled to think that everybody loves you. Don't be fooled to think that everybody loves you. Don't be fooled to think that. They will 
come, they will come and test it. But boy, you take out the door. Take out the door. May I not fall cheating with them? May I not fall cheating? Can we pray that prayer for Jesus? Name those things. and begin to commune with God. If I'm a light and make a bad sinate barokenala and look at one monabande protisasu variatena lashubande neverusa sinakabaru atele esubiante nakana nusha bariate vali sobade eko manabande lo fratika na vali mono bebe bebo abelala endo na endo na no na na kiba vuvavi vomena bariate esusiante nesubare tisaka esubande briko veledi mono bariate lavade iko manabali kousate can we pray? Can we open our voice, our mouth, and begin to pray? Lako. the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8. Verse 38. Or 35. Let's start from 35. Are we all there? Want to go? Can we read? Who shall, what, who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution 
or famine or nakedness or peril or sword 36 for as it is written, written for thy sake we are killed all the day long we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter verse 37 nay in all these things we are more than conqueror through him that loved us 38 want to go if you're a christian can you say this out very loud for i am persuaded that neither death nor life we are not saying it very well let's start again one to go for i am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor power nor things present nor things to come 39 nor height nor death now, any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Can you be on your feet? Can you take the next two minutes to pray? Let nothing constrain me except the love of God. Let nothing constrain me except the love of God. Let nothing constrain me except the love of God. Can you raise your voice and tongue so I? Because we have the next three to four minutes now to pray this prayer prayerfully until we go into the word for today. Can you open your mouth and pray? Let nothing separate me from the love of God. Neither death, neither life. Let nothing separate me from the love of God. Neither WhatsApp, nothing, nothing shall separate me from the love of God. Let nothing separate me. Opeka toka pade kabane. Ebo bobo kwa benikova. Abe suriatena. Masho kabaraga di mono beletina. Abani gode berekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedekedek
wanted us to sing that song because it would, it would be very, very instrumental in today's teaching. The song says, Hold my hand, hold my hand. Uh, today we'll be sharing just a few things and the Lord will be helping us because we will not spend too much time. Uh, then one of God will come up. God has helped us so far in build that we've been able to not haphazardly but intentionally by the help of the spirit of the living God take teachings one after the other and we'll be considering a kingdom series for a while if you've never missed the service can I see your hand the Lord bless you in Jesus name uh, if we remember it started on a, a building process and we started by asking ourselves question that are you amongst the twelve or are you amongst the three do we remember how that uh, Jesus had 12 disciples and when it seemed like important matters came up, he had to separate three people onto him that could help him bear that body. It's because in this kingdom, eh, there is a lifestyle. Uh, from that teaching, we went to presenting our bodies as a holy sacrifice, you know, which is our acceptable service. So nothing we give to God matters except us, like our life. We went on to explain how that the prince of the world would come and meet you, and the goal is that he would find nothing in you. Do we remember? That when the prince of the world comes, if truly you are walking in this life, eh, he will not find anything in you. We took uh, another series that had to discuss the, the ability of man and God's intended purposes. And so, by being a man, you are constrained and limited. Eh? But you still need to fulfill divine counsel. And so, that gap between yourself and God's plan is called the God magic. Do we remember? We went on to considering the priestly dimension and the kingly dimension in this kingdom. You know. Oh, Jesus. How that I may increase, but that Jesus might increase. Yes. Yes, Lord. Ibaro seveleke diati no kabale shave viko balaso sariante nika embebwa kenosa ladivo rete nikabare shona kasuli atena Miko faratiso suzaletina kabamino kabale Evevino masubari atena latuva ande kashina Asuziase gibaratuve veledimo Ebe buka latina kasuvevela suzavenoma Ebe menwane kovaratila zazino Ebe bebuate nakiva Ajakiate ina brande letuza Because uh, I, 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 I am yet to recover from that one that would actually explain that uh, priesthood is a colon to separation it meant a lot because although I've heard it before but uh, it reminded me that Adam it is a colon to separation it is a colon to separation and we thank God for the life of the man of God he has used to bless us thus far the Lord will keep on blessing him in Jesus name Today, let's look at the book of Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9 verse 29. It's a popular scripture. Uh, 
As he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistering. If we go to verse 28, it was recorded that after eight days, uh, Jesus speaks together to three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, and uh, they went somewhere. In that place, what Jesus did was that he prayed, and in his praying, the fashion of his countenance was altered. Can we have Exodus chapter 34 verse 29? The fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment was white and glistering. The conformity of Jesus to intimacy via the channel of prayer did something to him. Let's not go ahead of ourselves. Exodus chapter 34. And it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two, with the two tables of testimony in Moses' hands when he came down from the mount that Moses wished not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him verse 30 when Aaron and all the children of Israel behold Moses behold his skin I'm trying to show us here that it happened to Moses too do you understand what I'm saying and Jesus prayed and the fashion of his countenance was what was altered this is the man who spoke with God. What, what happened to him? His skin was shining. So there is assurance. Eh? Either ways. That when you... How many of us used to go? Why go? You used to go. Go. You know that you start from... Uh, what's the... Novice to professional to ultimate. Yes. There is a level you will get to in intimacy. Eh? Via... I don't want to via prayers, eh? You would attain this level where the fashion of your countenance can be altered. It's possible. Let me show us one more thing. Uh, I noticed one more thing that uh, usually these experiences are short lived, they are always temporal sometimes ephemeral you know. and it, 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 it made me realize that it is not God's fault that these things can happen but God seeks to dwell in man intimately but he cannot live in a kingdom that is not his so the Bible speaking it says that and the kingdom of this world shall become what the kingdom of our God and so when the Holy Spirit, when Jesus went and gave us the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of this world became the kingdom of our God. It became easy for the Holy Ghost to dwell in us permanently. I'm going somewhere. Now, Enoch attained that level because he walked with God so much and he was not. Do we understand? I started by, by telling us how that uh, we can journey into God and reach a particular level 
where the fashion of our countenance can be what? Can be altered. And I showed us how that even Moses, not only Jesus, attain such a state. Eh? And, and, and although God seeks to attain that same level with everybody, every single individual, me, myself, you, everybody, he, he cannot do it, he, he couldn't do it then until he gave us the Holy Spirit and so our bodies became the temple of the Lord. We are going somewhere. And when that happened, he took Enoch, I mean, lucky man, because he was lucky enough at that point to walk with God. I, I wonder what kind of conviction men like those had. You know, because there were no scriptures for them to follow. What did they read? What was the testament they had? What was the references that they could make? There was nothing to make reference to at that point in time. I was speaking with one of my brothers and he said to me that, uh, it was one of our fathers and he said to him that, uh, I, I, when I was young, I had prayed for a long time. I read the scriptures back to back. He's pretty old now, and he said to him, said, more of what I do is I, I journey with God on the account of obedience. So although he still reads his Bible, but he, he can't he, 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 I mean that time has passed. So when he says bear your youth, they'll do in the days of thy youth. They, they, it makes more sense. Enoch had to journey with God on the account of obedience. So Enoch. Sit down. Enoch sat down. Enoch go out. Enoch went out. Enoch eat semo. Enoch ate semo. Enoch called your family together. He, and he said he walked with God diligently, intimately, till the point where what? Where he was not. That's a good man. Let's go to Matthew chapter 21. Verse 12. In, in attempts for the Holy Ghost to dwell in you, to attain an intimate level, there is an architectural construction that your body has to take. Eh? And so I said one thing that Jesus in his attempt to uh, in, in, in his intimacy journey had to use prayer as a tool eh? to attain that level. And so Jesus went into the temple and saw that they were buying and selling Verse 13, he, may, he recorded that, and my house shall be a house of prayer. Abi? Now, remember that scripture says that my body is the temple of the Lord. Yes or no? So if the, my body is the temple of the Lord, this same temple, that buying and selling must not happen, but it must be what? A body of prayer. It, it shows that if the Holy Ghost will walk in us, he's going to use prayer. Eh? If he will come into you, he will come into you and as you begin to pray to attain an intimate level, he would see lying in you and tell you that I, I, I can't stay here. So keep praying till lying goes. Intimacy would happen that uh, you would continue to use prayer as a tool. Eh? From novice level. You will keep praying and when you get to amateur, eh? he will tell you that uh, this pride, let's deal with it here. And so you keep praying till that one cancels out. When you get to professional, he will tell you that keep praying till lost of the eyes. Is taken away, and so gradually, gradually, prayer as a tool become an effective method to journey into intimacy with God. Not the only tool, but a major tool in journeying into an intimate level with God. 
I would agree even in this house that we have not you've never for once taken prayer as levity. No, we pray here. I know that for sure. We believe so much in prayer. We we, we trust so much in prayer. We know if you don't pray, it's very easy to go this way, even when you're supposed to stay this way. And so we will not stop until prayer conforms us unto the will of God. For this, he said to me straight up, he said, Abide in me that I my what abide in you. That was all. That was that was the only thing he said. Abide in me, Daniel, that I, your God, eh, who has called you to be his son, my abide in you also. Because in the book of John, chapter 15, he made me realize that without him I am nothing. I take my root. He is the husband man. I am the branch. So I abide in what? In him. He abides in me. That's intimacy on a very good level. Where you know that if they take Jesus out of your life, everything crumbles down. Yeah. God has helped us so much to really, really understand that uh, mm, mm, uh, to Moses, God was a friend, but to the Israelites, he was a God. Eh? There was difference because you see, Moses was part of the Israelites, but there was a separation for him, and they journeyed into God so well in an intimate level that he became a friend to him. So God loves everybody equally. He doesn't speak to the man of God alone. Uh, nah. It's a call unto separation into intimacy and has made him what he is. A, a, a journey into intimacy has separated some men. Uh, I, I was listening to a message and Apostle Rumi said unto Theophilus, he said, Theo, come, I have not found the vocabulary to qualify your anointing. Because when you make a sound, devil comes. Yeah. We, we have so many people blessed by God. They want to make sounds and, you know, produce. Uh, there, there are mysteries who have been anointed, but. Uh, uh, there are some who have chosen a call to separation. And the result is always evident. Because for, with, uh, when, when it comes to intimacy, eh, you don't hide it. It's not something you can go against. Let's check the book of Matthew chapter 10. Verse 32. Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. One to go. Whosoever shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. 33. Verse 
think not that 33. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him I will also deny from my father, which is in heaven. 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. Okay, so now it's going to get a little bit serious. Sir, I've been reading my scriptures and I read where the Bible said that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. If I'm correct, Abby. We are Bible students. Uh, because Jesus speaking here said that what? Want to go. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. Let's reframe it. That I, let's put Prince of Peace there. Want to go. Think not that the Prince of Peace is come to send peace on earth. I'm not teaching fallacy. It's the Bible. I came not to send peace, but a sword. What's the sword of the Spirit? The Word of God. And Scripture says that it is what? It is sharper than two-edged sword. So when he said he came to... Uh, we, we, are, are we getting perspective now? Verse 35. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and daughter against a mother and the daughter-in-law against her what? Sir, let's go back to 35. Let's go back. Let's go back, sir. 35. He said he has come to set a man against his father. But we shall remember that he's not the author of what? So let us be careful so that we will understand because the attempt is what? Intimacy, right? It's a journey that we must get to. He has come to set mothers against daughters. Father-in-law against mother-in-law. Okay. So let's go to 36. A man's foe shall be day of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Can we read that part together? One, two, go. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. So, Minister Emmanuel, if you love Professor Areo more than him, you are not worthy, no matter what you say. I have a friend who loves his mom so much, they talk practically every day. When they talk, they read it like, I mean, it's the mom. I envy their relationship so much. Like, you see their WhatsApp chats, you will be, be happy. To, like, you'll be right. But scripture says that if you love your mother more than him, you are not worthy. 38 now says, I need that ticket, not his cross, and follow after me is not worthy of me. 39. One, two, go. Let's read this together. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loses life for my sake shall find it. He that findeth, no, we are stopping at 39. He that findeth his life shall what? Shall lose it. But he that loseth his life for my sake. So please don't lose your life normally because you will still lose it. You lose your life for his sake. Because in this kingdom, it is by dying that you take his own. Mm. Let's go to 38. He that taketh not his cross, eh? he that taketh not his own cross and follow after me is not worthy. Then he says that he that gain his own life 
shall lose it. So, eh, go, go kirakita. That you will do to gain your own life. Eh? You will, you will lose it. But he that loses his life for the kingdom's sake, he shall gain it. When, when Paul died, eh, and came back to life and continued on that journey, they thought it was easy. There was a revelation that sponsored that. Mm. Sir, I, I don't know what you do. But if we tell you that you should go and preach the gospel now, and we'll give you with everything you need, eh? We will give you money, we will give you, uh, as, the, as they drop the latest iPad, we will send to you on the mission field. Hmm? You would not be the missionary that will lack. You would have everything in plenty. So when you enter household and they don't have food to eat, you give them bundles. Eh? Eh, when you do all those, but we say that they will kill you. Eh? But if they kill you, you will wake up again. Would you still go? No, this one, like, this is, my anointing might not be plenty, but at least you trust his own, have So if he tells you that they will kill you, but you will wake up again, would you still prefer to die? You will die. Go. Because if that does not happen to you, uh, that, that journey is still not complete yet. He that gains his own life shall lose it, but he that loses life for Jesus' sake, he shall what? He shall gain it. Let's sing it. Chapter 12, verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat falls into the ground and die, he abideth alone. But if he dies, he bears much fruit. That's an assurance for you. If you die, there is gain. I mean, to live is what? Christ. To die is, if you die is Christ, you will abide much fruit. So when he said that the things of this world does not look reasonable to a logical man, we can understand. It's upside down. Okay? It's upside down. Now, to our anchor scriptures, First Corinthians chapter 6. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 6, 19. Verse 19. Who has message translation? If you have a message Bible, can I see your hands? Good. Please let's give him a mic so that he will help us read aloud. First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19. Let's go to 17. 17. Let's go to 17. One seven. One to go. But he that is joined unto the Lord is but Ado, who is joined unto the Lord, is. But Emmanuel, who is joined unto the Lord, is. But Joseph, who is joined unto the Lord, is. But Temi, who is joined unto the Lord, is. 
Michael, who is joined unto the Lord, is. Let's have it in message. Message translation. Are we there? Okay, sir, can you help us? <laughs> Please, let's get him a mic so that he will read that thing out loud. The Lord bless you, yes. Now, do you have amplified on that same Bible? Let's read amplified first. So that uh, we will know where we are going. I explained to you just now that Ado, who is joined unto the Lord, is what? Your name, sir? But Samuel, who is joined unto the Lord, is what? So in Amplified, let's have it. Want to go? First Corinthians 6, 17. 17. Amplified. But the person who is united to the Lord. Chill. But the person who is what? United to the Lord. So Ado, if he's united with the Lord, is what? Becomes one spirit with him becomes one spirit within. Do we understand? We are reading the Bible here. Message translation. But didn't you realize that your body is a separate place? But didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place? The place of the Holy Spirit. The place of the Holy Spirit. Don't you see that you can't live however you please? Don't you see that you can't live however you please. Squandering what God paid such a high price for. Squandering what God has paid such a high price for. The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part. Is it the same verse we are reading? <laughs> Amen. Let's continue. Let's continue. God owns the whole world. Sorry, you have message here. Help me, sir. Please help me. So let me see God in and Oh, okay. Yes, that's that's the issue. Now, I'm trying to. Yes. Let's sort it. Let's please help, help me then. We want to be calmed. Since we want to be one, Abby, since we want to be what? Spiritually spiritually one one with the master. We must not pursue the kind of sex that avoid commitment and intimacy. We must not avoid the kind of commit. Okay. We must not pursue the kind of sex that avoid long after pant after the kind of sex that avoids commitment and intimacy. Commitment and what? This is my anchor scripture for today. Let's go. Leaving us more lonely than ever. Leaving them more lonely than ever. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit with him. Message pointed and was using union of I'm saying that once you are joined with the Lord, that is marriage. Take it on your feet. Do you understand what that means? Because he said you don't pursue after the kind of sex without commitment and intimacy. Let's go to Hebrews 13 verse 4. We are talking about intimacy here. And we are saying that if you are joined unto the Lord, you become one spirit with him. Hmm? Ah. 
Matthew chapter, I mean Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4. Scripture says that the marriage is honorable, the bed undefiled. But warmongers and adulterers, the God, the Lord will judge. I mean, I hope I'm correct. But warmongers and adulterers, what? The Lord will judge. I need you to understand that if you start to journey into intimacy, eh? Is marriage. It's God. And remember that marriage is what? Honorable. Please, can we have, can we have the scripture so they will say it? Yeah? So, once you, are, once you are joined with God, okay, let me, let me ask us this question. How many of us love God? Truly from your heart. Raise your hand with a show of hand. Uh, please, if there's anybody not raising their hand, let me mark them. No, no, it's not a crime. I just want to know those who. It's like it's not a sin, no. I hope you know. God bless you, sir. So, it's not a crime. But if you love the Lord, can I see your hands? Everybody has raised their hand. I don't like it. It's like I'm, I'm cajoling you. No. Like from your heart. Everybody close your eyes now. Close your eyes. So that it's not a real manner that is making you raise your hand. If you love the Lord, can I see your hands? If you want to journey with God, like intimacy with God, can I still see your hands? Oh, okay. So, put down your hand. Then open your, then open your eyes now. It says that what? Marriage is honorable and the bed undefiled. It means that once you're married to God, once you are joined with Him and you become one, Abby, you have, you have no right to cheat. You have no right to text somebody else's babe if you are married to the Lord. I'm, I'm not teaching something else. He taught me most of what I know. So, if I do mistake, you hold him. Yes. He that is joined unto God. That joining is a definition for me. I, I, it just means intimacy with what? With God. But it says that if you are joined unto God, the marriage should be what? Honorable. The bed on the fire. In the similitude of marriage, when you get married, covenants are enacted. You know, there are things done to sustain. To be, is the bridegroom you are the bride, Abby? Yes. So things start to things start to happen. You you don't you just you. Uh, I met a I met a friend who was telling me. I think they were about to get married. He's a big brother, and I I think was it two months to the marriage. So his fiance came. He stays at the family house. You know. So his friends came to see, to see the parents, and I guess she was with him for like a few days. So he said, he said something, he said some funny thing. He said, at least I knew that she wasn't snoring. I knew that this was not happening. So there are some things you will not know about Adu eh? until you meet with me. There are some people that when I greet them, eh? I do my mouth like this. They know. We are that close. But you never seen the one outside. Eh? Nah, nah. Eh? So we are saying that ma- marriage it, it centers around a lot of things with God. Mm. Now, so many things looks like intimacy that does not look like intimacy. No, let's maintain that one. Yes, a lot of things looks like intimacy that is not actually intimacy. And I was explain to us Ephesians chapter 5. So I found something again in the Bible. Because yeah, he has taught us to carry this thing well. 
You understand? I will share it now again. So if it's wrong, we will discuss it together. In Ephesians 5, let's start from 28. Because we are, we are explaining that intimacy has to look really like intimacy. Intimacy is I in you, you in what? In me. There has to be a joining. There is no separation. It can't happen again. You can't divorce once you are joined with God because you said you love Him. One, you said you want to be on an intimate journey with Him. Two, and you raised up your hand. Yes or no? Mm-hmm. So, verse 28, one to go. So, ought men to love their wives as their own bodies? Let's read together. No, 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 we are not done. Let's, let's not be in a rush. He that loveth his wife, loveth himself. So I can't ask if you're in a relationship, I can't say raise your hand. So don't raise your hand. But we are, I'm sure we have seen people in relationships before. Uh-huh. So in fact, my dad and mom is very good. The man loves the woman so much. You understand? Sometimes I feel they are too old for some love play. Yeah. But let's go to 28. He that loveth his wife. Sorry, please. I have limited time. So men ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife, loveth himself. It means that once you're married, eh, you should love your wife as your own body. Yeah. You should love him the way you want. You will love yourself. Let's go to 29. For no man ever ate at his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord the church, even as what? The Lord, the church. There is comparison here. Let's go to 29. Even as the Lord, the church. He's saying that love your wife like you would love yourself because you would cherish and nourish it like you are doing. So that in a relationship, you will do your partner like yourself. I mean, even as the Lord has done unto the church. So now verse 30. For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they shall become one flesh. 20. We've jumped. Okay, for we are members of his body, his flesh and his bone. Scripture says that as the Lord loves the church, Abi, it means that we are the bridegroom of God. We are the bride of the bridegroom. So he was going to love us as he what? As he loves himself. And he's saying that if we should love us that way, we become his body. So if you think that by mistake, eh, they can drag you with a bike and your body will peel off. He's saying that of his flesh. Flesh can still go away. He's saying of his bones. So either ways we are enjoined into him. Let's go to 31. Lord Jesus. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and they shall be joined unto his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This this verse is not really, really correct to me, back on, back on, because if a man and a woman comes together, they are still two, but we imagine they are one. Mm. But when you are joined with God, eh, actually you become one. So, let's go to verse 32. I hope that's the last verse. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning the church and Christ. So which means that from that 28, love your wife, everything is talking about what? Christ and the church. Not really about marriage. But that was the closest example that the Lord could, that they could see to explain it to us. 
He now says in verse 3 that nevertheless, after I've explained Christ and what and the church, let every one of you in particular love his wife. So, so uh, if they open Ephesians for you in the church on wedding day, it's actually about Christ and the church, not about marriage. But once your wife access is granted unto you, you know your husband's secret. And uh, we, 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 we treated not too long that we are priests and kings, Abby. And as a priest, you are granted access into the holies of Moses. Not everybody gets there. What secret do you know about your bridegroom that only you know? Because you are married to him. Yes or no? If what you know is what I know and what you know, you are not a good wife. You are a far away wife. Long distance relationship. As a wife, you should you should get access to latest information. If you come back from work and it's not happy, you would know. Mm. Let's go back to Hebrews 13, verse 4. And let me tie it up. Hebrews 13 verse 4. It says that marriage is honorable and the bed on the fire. I'm saying that once we have established that you are, you are the bride and you are joined unto him, you should love as you should submit to God. Eh? You, you will love him. He becomes one with you. Abby? It means that you give attention to him. When you are with... Uh, so, in fact, some of us never loved God in the initial place. Some of us say it was because we didn't have Android phone. How that you pursuing after God? Some of us had phone, but didn't have money. So, God was the substitute before money came. So, if money should come, we leave him actually. But it's not our fault. It's because we never loved him. Uh, guys will understand better. Have you seen a guy just sit and say, let's be together for a while. But once he has the chance to travel out, he seems as though there was never love here. Yes, that's the same of us treat God. Yes. And he's going to wait for you. You especially. He'll be waiting for you too. He, he doesn't rush. Because he, in his benevolent estate, he has made preparation for you always to come back. And that's because of the kind of love he has for you. Most of us, have you, have you been in places of prayer and your mind wanders away before? What, where does your mind wander to? Eh? Good. You are even married to plenty of things. God bless you. So when you, are, when you are praying and your mind, you are with the person you love. A friend of mine went somewhere yesterday with his uh, very good friend. Yes, dot, 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 dot. And they didn't take their phones along. They didn't want distraction. I was surprised. Eh? Ah, wonderful. So you don't want people to distract No, don't, don't, don't distract me. Just let me be. Once you are with God there eh, and you are talking to him and your man starts to wonder towards WhatsApp. You are married to WhatsApp. Yes. Well, yes, when, when you are wondering towards where money is coming from? When our money is one of your problem. When the sister next door is a problem, know that your your own is a greater one. Yes, because you are married to one and a spirit, so there's many like that. So I made adultery, lying, stealing, masturbation, anything that will come to your mind during prayer, when you are with the one you love, eh? There's adultery with that. Can you bow your heads and pray, Lord Jesus, help me? Just bow your heads, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me.
Nasuga kina, nasuga bariati na gabalina tasha, atsova latina kabino, eberiata. Songs of Solomon chapter eight verse four. Mafe vino kasizamu branheni kocha diati na bariato nasuga denaba. Ebepukani kavilo meno branheti na binose. Songs of Solomon chapter eight verse four. Songs of Solomon chapter eight verse four. Time is not my side. I charge you. Can we read this together? One to go. Please very loud. One to go. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, that ye stir not up, nor awaken my love until he please. Can I read in amplify too quickly? In amplify too quickly because he explained how that you don't, don't, don't touch love when you are not ready. Don't touch love when you are not ready. Don't tell her you love her, and you sometimes eh, 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 eh. so you don't tell God you love. People stay on your own. Let him be running after you. Once you now catch your son, you say, "Okay, now I give my life to you to love you." You have, you have entered wala. That's where the problem starts from. Can we? Can we? Is that, do I have the amplified? Hey, very good. You want to go? Let me warn you, sisters in build. Don't excite love. Don't do, tear it up. Do not excite love and do not stir it up. Until ripe and you are ready. Until the time is what? It's ripe and you are ready. As a bride, the Lord loves us all, but he doesn't trust us. Because some of us are far away. In the night, instead of talking to him, you are talking on your phone. In the, uh, during the day, you don't have his time. When you come to build, you are only writing for writing's sake. Uh, yeah, so uh, either ways, he loves you, but he does not trust you. And what happens when you don't trust a wife? There is separation. Intimacy cannot happen. I'm just showing us how that aside uh, from aside from prayer, Abi, and how that it is important that you are enjoined with Christ to a point where you need to understand how it is being done via the Lord and the church. Intimacy must just be attained. You must be joined with Him, and not just joined anyhow, joined correctly, joined thoroughly. You don't you don't go back, you don't come in, you don't do mistake. And I hope the Lord craves for you the way you craves for Him. Mm. Or else, it will not be. If you know the word of God, you wait for you would wait. If you know how important intimacy is, truly you would wait. You would wait sincerely from your heart. You would wait in intimacy. You will, you, are, you will know that intimacy. Intimacy will make you realize that it's not for as a minister. It's not for you to fall people on the floor. Intimacy will know that it's not about you holding the mic. Intimacy will show you a lot of things about. It will reveal state of your heart and what the God wants. Intimacy does that. Uh, intimacy makes you know what to wear. Intimacy knows how to behave. Intimacy shows you where to go, where not to go, how to do it. Intimacy brings all that. A lot of things you will not fast and pray for if you are intimate with God. So if you know the what of what you are looking for, you would wait for it. But more importantly, I there is a price for intimacy. And that's why I'm rounding up. Can you pay the price for it? Because I said earlier that the price for it is your life. Scripture says that except a man denies himself, takes up his cross and follow me. Except a man was denied. Can you deny yourself? Are you here? Did you do it? So except a man denies himself, eh, 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 and he takes up my own cross, 
Uh, uh, no, it's not complete. So it's one thing to know that you have to wait long for a team. It's another thing that you should be able to pay the price for it. Can you ask the Lord to help you pay the price? Give me first John chapter 4 and verse 17. Now, quickly, um, the idea behind the reason why we teach and we preach is not, uh-uh, you're still in town. I thought you would come back. The reason why we teach and we preach and we focus on these areas of God's kingdom is not because there are no aspects to touch also. We're going to get there. But very important, what God, if we would ask the question, alright, what is God doing presently? Many people will have different answers. People would say God is raising apostles, alright? God is raising big ministries. In fact, some will say that God is raising people with 900,000 capacities, alright? All kinds of things rise up from you don't believe me. I've given a story before that one of my friends was holding a seven days fast in Lagos and they were praying for revival, alright? And on the fourth day of the fast, they asked themselves a question that, what exactly is the revival they are praying for? Before, so that revival would have not happened and they are still fasting and praying and dying, alright? So, when they asked everybody questions, when they got to the fourth person, I think, the person said that revival is when um, the body of Christ has money and you know we start seeing Lexus, Jeep and all, right? So you would not know what is in people's mind until you find out. So we can't assume here. So if we ask what God is doing, people will have different options as to what God is doing. But there is a holistic goal that God has. And that goal let's check the scripture. It said hearing is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. And this way I'm going to because what? As he is, so are we in this world. This is the goal. The goal is that there was there was intimacy between the Godhead before God decided to create man. God was existing before man came into the picture. And the goal of creating man, remember that God created man for his pleasure. So the goal is to make sure that you come into the same kind of intimacy that exists in the Godhead. And you cannot get there without maturity. And it is for that reason that we train people. So Paul said something in an amplified version of scripture. Give me 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 7 to 8 amplified. If you have amplified, you can read. If you do not, no problem. Because I didn't plan to preach today. I did not plan to teach today at all. I told them that I was not going to teach. But I have to round up something quickly. Verse 7 from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 7 says that now, if the dispensation of death engraved in letters on stone the ministration of the law was inaugurated with such glory and splendor that the Israelites were not able to look steadfastly as the face of Moses because of his brilliance that was to fade and pass away next verse said why should not the dispensation of the spirit this spiritual ministry listen to what Paul said he calls it a spiritual ministry alright and he says that the task of that ministry is to cause men to obtain and be governed by the Holy Spirit. Listen, 
the idea of Paul's kind of ministry was not necessarily to make men succeed. Are you here? If you are following me, say amen. The idea of Paul's kind of ministry was not necessarily to make men influential. The idea of Paul's kind of ministry was to ensure that people obtain and that people are what? Governed by the Holy Spirit. So Paul's ministry was get people saved and keep them under government. That, that line was found in the life of Jesus. When Jesus trained his disciples, how many things did Jesus teach his disciples? You know, I heard all kinds of teachings growing up. I heard people teaching how to teleport. Right? I heard all kinds of teachings. So the pastor comes and the, the title of today's message is what? Exactly. <laughs> so I'll stand there and say, watch. I don't know how they used to do that. So we need to get those tapes. Just in case you find anyone on YouTube, please get us get it for us. The idea of the old preaching is to let you know that I can be there now. Whereas we know that it happened in the Bible. But when Philip was to travel, Philip did not do one, he did not know exactly when he traveled. God had a need and he needed somebody and he found Philip and he took him. Alright? So the training of Jesus was to ensure that these guys were in partnership with the Holy Spirit. So that when the Holy Spirit wants to do something, according to the counsel of his own will, he can decide the way he will do what he wants to do. Regardless of who is there. So I've had, I've had instances, alright? I've had different instances of saying, somebody come here and say, ah, you've been here some minutes ago. And I said, no. I'm in my, I was in my room. I'm just coming from my room. He said, no, I just left here now. That I wore blue Agbada and something. I, I can't create a ministry out of that. I start teaching people how to be in a program before you are in the program. Alright? <laughs> but it was the Holy Spirit trying to pass a message. Alright? And because somebody is in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Alright? The Holy Spirit decides according to the counsel of his will. The way with which that message will be passed across. Jesus did not teach them supernatural. He taught them spiritual. And spiritual was obviously going to create supernatural effects. So we don't train people how to throw people on the ground. No. Or necessarily how to transfer this thing called the anointing. No. You stay with him. The truth is that when you begin to work with the Holy Spirit, those things are like the palm of your hand. It's hard to teach you how to do the thing that I'm doing. Because it is based on intimacy. It's worked inside me. Many of us don't know how we learned to why it was not necessarily in school. We're just walking in town and because everybody is saying, oh yeah, we too learned. So, the goal of intimacy is to ensure that we get to maturity so that we can step into that same kind of relationship that existed in the Godhead at the beginning and that is true ministry true ministry is to get people saved and keep them under government of the Holy Spirit because if you keep people in that government people will be saved there are you in me are you with me in class just stay with me in class because I'm about to fly back to my training ouch I'm about to fly back to what I was teaching on so I gave you the, the reason why our lectures are like this. Last week, 
I was teaching about, I was teaching on doctrine. Bah. Good. And I was explaining how that a priest's life is amongst many things, prayer and all, is that a priest preserves doctrine, preserves truth, preserves ordinances. The reason why I want to do this, because I'll mind the two messages together, is so that we pray. I want to just raise a prayer point so that we can go. I'll continue my story from next. Which would I pick from? Let me give one scripture or two scriptures and then we'll pray. Just two. Give me Isaiah 28 verse 9. I'll give that one. I'll give you revelations and then we'll pray. Isaiah 28 verse 9. I want to show you a very big reason why many people do not grow in church. Alright? We all claim to be priests. Alright? But many of us pray. But the tenets and the articles of our belief system is confusing. I asked some questions last week. Has anybody found the answer to my questions? Eh? Nobody. Paul commended a particular church and said that when he teaches them, eh, they go back to check what Paul taught. Did you remember in the Bible? I don't know the name of that church. So they go back to check. Eh? Yeah, the Berean Christians. God bless you. And they go back to check what he taught, confirming it with scripture to be sure that the same Paul will. Because Paul said even him or an angel comes to say something different from the doctrine that was first taught. Let that person be accursed. Alright? So you guys should have gone back to check so that you can give me answers to my questions. But since we don't have answers to our questions, we will gather day yesterday. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? He said, them that are weaned from milk and drawn from the breast. This is the picture of the kind of Christian that can handle doctrine. When it comes to doctrinal matters, it's a matter that you use to fight yourself. Because this is white or black. There is no gray area when it comes to doctrine. You are either right or you are wrong. Alright? So even you that is teaching can be condemned by doctrine. Don't leave here. Don't leave the place and say I say you should leave. So it says that they that can undo doctrine are people who have grown from milk. Doctrine is a, a, a Christian who has imbibed to live by doctrine is a Christian who has grown. You don't check spiritual growth. You see, we measure spiritual growth many times by the wrong parameters. You measure spiritual growth by somebody who prays seven hours every day. Alright? Or prays or he can stretch long. If he's knocking echo like this, nobody will sleep again. Alright? Good. That's, that's enough gymnastics. And there's no problem with that. But you can't measure somebody's growth like that. There is the book and as a student of the book, this scripture has shown you a parameter of growth. One of which is that you, the, the way to know a man is standing and he has grown is that he is not swayed. He's not moving to and fro. He knows the truth and the truth has made him free. A man who has imbibed doctrine is a man who has been separated from me. Alright? This man has capacity enough. 
So if you are people who want to stay on milk level, there will not be need to discuss doctrine because we'll fight. It's easy to excuse. A man of God can excuse himself from, from doctrine. So the way we say it is that when I speak, God has spoken. You were not there when they wrote the book. But I wouldn't say more than that. But if we as a church, as a church in Nigeria, if we will accept to grow, then we must accept to return back to the articles of our belief systems. What are the things that from the life of a believer, from salvation to growth, what does he do? When I started studying doctrine more, I realized that doctrine forms culture. It forms civilization. It shapes our ideologies. It creates the tenets of our life. What we accept and what we do not accept. Alright? And so, um, I, I started to check different parts of doctrine. Give me Revelation 2 verse 14 quickly because I need to show you something there. I want to show you how things grow to become doctrines. Because doctrine starts from a lifestyle. Follow me, oh. Jesus. Remember that when Revelation was last week now? Uh, stay with me in class. But those that were not in class, go and get the message. In class last week, we started from Revelations and we were explaining what Jesus was saying to the churches. Give me back my scripture quickly. So, Jesus was now discussing the churches here. Then he was mentioning a particular church and said, I have a few things against you because thou hast dear them that hold the doctrine of Balaam. Who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel? To eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. But you see, when you check this scripture, you will realize that at what point did this thing become the doctrine of Balaam? Because if you check Numbers chapter 14, Balaam did not teach anything. Are we Bible students? Balaam did not teach anything. Do you remember Balaam's story? The prince called Barak. Is it Barak? Balak? Oh my goodness. He called for Balaam. He sent honorable people to meet Balaam. And he sent them to offer him something that come to this land and cause the Israelites. Do you remember? Are you Bible students or should we go there? Because we can't read it. It's three different chapters. And Balaam said he would ask God. And God answered Balaam. What he said was, number one, he should not go with them. Alright? Follow my story. Number two, he should not go with them was number one. The second instruction was that he cannot curse somebody that God has blessed. So, the instruction was that come and curse the people of Israel. But God said, one, don't follow them. Number two, you can't curse somebody that God has blessed. So, that was what God told Balaam. And Balaam came back to meet them and said, that this is what the Lord has said. That uh, I will not follow you to where you call me. And they left him. God gave him two instructions. So he answered one. So they went back. 
and Balak rose up again and sent extra honorable men that they should go back to meeting. Then when they came to meeting, Balaam said something very, very funny. That scripture just broke my heart today. Balaam said that God has spoken that I should not follow you. And God has also spoken that I should not curse those that he has blessed. But let me go and ask God again. So this prophet that sees the visions of God with his eyes open. He went to ask God again. And God now told him, go. (laughs) Go. But, (laughs) go. But don't say, but say only what I give you to say. So that was what God said, but, and the guy rose up and he followed them. And the Bible said that God was angry. I'm confused. Is he not? Should we check it? Should we go to the scripture? Give us numbers quickly. I think it's chapter 14. Sorry. It's chapter 22. It will be hard to read the whole thing down. What I'm trying to show you is that Balaam actually did not teach something necessarily. I will show you the thing that he taught. But I think that the error of Balaam did not start with what he taught. Quickly, what I'm trying to say is that a doctrine does not start as a doctrine. Listen, a doctrine starts first as a, first as a lifestyle. When somebody gives a doctrine that is not according to scripture, it starts first as an error. It is the error of one man that grows to become are you following my story here? So Balaam here rose up early in the morning. This was when he refused. Continue to go down. 22. Verse 22. He was supposed to go to Moab. And the Bible says that God was angry. And an angel came. The angel distracted him. Distracted the donkey. That scripture was very scary. After distracting the donkey for the third time, then the angel shoo up. Ah-ah. No, sorry. The donkey now turned. And looked at Prophet Bilal and said, Why do you smite me three times? Have you not been riding me from the onset? Have I ever done like this before? And I thought Bilal would run away, but Bilal replied, <laughs> That guy was so stubborn. <laughs> God was angry, an angel showed up, but he got there. The angel told him something again. The, all the paparazzi, eh, all the angel making donkey to talk was to tell. Balaam, the same thing that God told him, which was go with them, but make sure that it is what I tell you that you say. I think God has already spoken the exact words. And the, the angel came to cause chaos to say the same thing again. And Prophet Balaam got there. And funny enough, then he told them to set up an altar with seven stones, gave them all the prescriptions and said he would go and meet the Lord. And the Lord gave him words and the words that God gave him was a blessing for the children of Israel. So Balaam came out and he said the blessing. And the king, sorry, the prince felt bad again. I told you to curse my enemies, not to bless them. Happy? Why did you bless them again? And Balaam said, um, they took him to another place. When they took him there, he said, set up the altar, I will go and ask God again. See that something's wrong with this. 
they did that the second time. God gave him words of blessings. He came to proclaim the blessings. The king said, I called you to curse these people. Let's go to another corner. And he said, set up the altar. Let me go and ask God again. That's how many times that he has asked God this thing. The last time God gave him a blessing. I like how that chapter 24 ended that scripture. Listen. He ended that scripture showing us that Balaam blessed them. And Balaam went on his way home. And Balaam went on his way home. What Balaam said was that this is the third time. And you have not caused the children of Israel. Alright? He said, the Lord has withheld you from honor. Because the transaction is, cost these people, then I will honor you. So he now said, but now the Lord has withheld you from honor. So they separated according to chapter 24, the last verse. But all of a sudden in chapter 25, we realized that the Israelites fell into sin. And there was no account exactly as to how Israel stepped into sin in that place. Go to 25 verse 1. And Israel abode in shitting. And the people began to commit what? With the daughters of Moab. The question is how? Then until chapter 31, they now gave us the gist that it was Balaam that gave an advice to Balak that if you want to curse them, alright, make sure these people fall into sin. Then you can curse them. This man had an, what you would need to study is that he had an appetite. An appetite that he had not curbed. Which was his own error. That was not a doctrine. He didn't teach anybody. Alright? He had an appetite that was not curbed. And Satan played on his appetite. He used God's laws to curse God's people. It is part of God's laws that when God puts a hedge around you, when you go into sin, the hedge is off. Not immediately. Grace has covered our own. Alright? We are talking about the Old Testament believers. Remember what devil told God about Job. You put a hedge around him. You just leave him for me. Remove this hedge. Let me attack him. So, he used God's laws to go against God's will. When the Bible says, once has he spoken, once have I spoken, twice have I heard that all power belongs to God. Alright? The power of God is controlled by many things including the laws of God. So, Ogoni power is God's power. But he takes the laws of the spirit to manipulate it. Witchcraft power is God's power. But he takes only laws to manipulate it. Remember that some people did something to Jesus. And the Israelites said, let, sorry, the disciples said, let's rain down fire. Remember. And Jesus said that uh, you do not know what kind of spirit you are of. Because this was not a question of ability. It was a question of motive behind performance. Are you here? The fact that you have ability, the fact that a man gives word of knowledge, does not mean, it does not validate the fact that the man is correct. Because you can use God's ability against him. Are you in class? So many times people say things like, ah, the man has a private jet. The man has this, 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 this. Check, check the character of his proceedings. If it does not look like the character of scripture, he is false. This is 
place where doctrine causes problem. Because if you would study doctrine, you would remove this idea that um, um, you cannot attract what you attack. Not those raps that they do in church now. You cannot, if you admire the king of rather than that, sorry. Eh? Give me all those rhymes now, check in the church. Pastor, what's this one saying? They will say you cannot attract what you attack. So, if you see anybody, even if it's a Jeep boy, so far the guy is riding cars, you cannot attract what you what. So, you must not attack the guy because me too, one day I want to drive in a Jeep. You are from Babylon. You see that dragon in the book of Revelation chapter 5 that came to fight the woman that had a child? That's the dragon that gave birth to you. This is how doctrinal matters used to cause trouble. Because it makes you fight yourself. I, remember I told you that I saw a vision that there is progress in the spirit. But there are things that will hold us down. Because God does not just want to raise people. He wants to raise people that can represent. In these days, we are not obsessed about people blowing now. We are obsessed about the kind of person that blew. So that's why our training is more on you than what you will receive. Because if you receive it, you can go and embarrass Jesus. We have pastors in this administration of our government now. But I'll stop there. If you don't understand, may the Lord give you understanding. So Balaam lived a life using God's laws that he taught him in the spirit to fight God. Hmm. So Jesus came years later and came to fight a church. And the reason why he fought that church was because they were already imbibing the doctrine. It was the error of Bela. But that error grew to become what? And it is now an institutionalized doctrine. Because statements like that are now flying in the body of Christ. That make people pursue things without checking their hearts. Uh, see, when David killed, when David was sleeping with Bathsheba, nobody fought him. <laughs> Until he killed Uriah. Nobody. In fact, hope you remember that when Samuel met David years ago, he was a small boy. The Bible says he was beautiful to look upon. His face was radiant. That radiant fine boy, you would not know that inside that boy was an appetite to kill somebody. Exactly. You will just see results without probing to find out the lifestyle of the guy producing the results. We need to build a church that is sound in doctrine. People that have decided that let God be true and let every man including themselves be liars because at this point we need much more than people showing up in high places we've seen many people i believe see we in nigeria we've had more christians rule nigeria than muslims is that true since independence now we have more christians how many muslims ruled in nigeria since independence we are all christians now starting from who was the first was the person that came after after democracy rather that's what i was about to say it was about on Jonah. He passed it down to Jonathan. All of them were all church people in court. From them down to 
Yahadua didn't even spend time before Jonathan won. That's why he even omitted the fact that there was somebody like that. This was the first person that was from the other side that lasted so long. And in fact, his vice is a pastor. So I think his balance is win-win. So it would be a lie to say that Nigeria is like this because Christians are not there. They are there. Akombe. Eh? <laughs> we are plenty there. But we are plenty people who are not grown because we are not trained in doctrine. We are still drinking milk. So Balaam started a lifestyle. The lifestyle became an error. And Jesus explained that by saying that you do not know. So, so Jesus would call down fire from heaven. When, when the devil tempted Jesus, Jesus would really turn stone to bread. It's true now. Brothers and sisters, are you here? Jesus can turn stone to bread. There was nothing that, in fact, when, when the devil was tempting Jesus, he gave him scripture. Because the Bible says that he will not allow you to dash your foot. He's saying he will not allow you to dash your foot against a stone. So he told Jesus to jump down. Are you? Didn't you remember the temptations of Jesus? But it takes, you need to know that it is possible for a man to use God's laws to fight God. So it's much more than you seek results in your life. Seek to be true. It is for that reason that intimacy is important. You see, because we are men and men make mistakes. Right? Talk like a man in class now. Don't talk like a spiritual person. Abby. Let's talk like men in class now. You are a man and you are prone to make mistakes. But the virtue of sincerity is a virtue that a Christian must not lose. The virtue of what? Sincerity. It is that kind of heart that God can correct. It is that kind of heart that God can repose. So, so David made mistake, but David was still a man after God's heart. Because when God came after him, he changed. Even if that change needed his child to die, he changed. Are you hearing me? They are not in class. It's the reason why people started teaching restitution. David had to correct himself even if his child would die. He was fasting and praying that his child should come back to life. Alright? When his child died finally, the guy came up and went to eat. And he said, it's God that gives and it's God that takes away. He knew that that was a punishment for his action. A king at that level, many of us will hide it. Put it inside the back pockets. And will keep living like everything is fine. You see, the truth is that many people are dying. Intimacy is the only place. Because if you stand before man, men will laugh at you. Everybody is waiting for you to fall. It's only you that is hoping that you will be fine. It is only in your place with the Holy Spirit. That's the only place where we can all be free. Where we can all be open. So that, so the ministry of Paul was to make sure that you are saved and you are under the government of the Holy Spirit. That's the only place where you can be saved. This is true ministry. I can send you if you are under government. Do you hear what I said? I can send you anywhere if you are under government. You don't need to see me to live right. When you are wrong, you will correct yourself because you are under what? government. The Holy Spirit is regulating your life. The Bible calls it the law of the spirit of life. 
as much as there are no laws in books to obey, there is still the law of the spirit of life. That's the Holy Spirit works in your conscience. We need to let believers know that there is a coherent reality. That is what he was talking about. That if you've come to meet Jesus, you are one with him. He is in you and you are in him. Are you here? He is in you and you are in him. So you are, Jesus is here. And Jesus gives you feedbacks. More of his feedbacks are not going to be in words. They are going to be in impressions. Remember in the book of Revelations. That when the prayer of the saints was ascending to heaven. Remember, was this Revelation 5? I can't remember. Verse chapter 12, Abby? I don't know. When the prayer of the saints were ascending to heaven, the Bible says that he ascended as, as odor. Remember, he ascended as an odor into heaven. This is spiritual teaching. Listen to me. That's when you are praying. It's not when you are speaking your heart, Yoruba, with all the adages inside. That's not when God is hearing you. No, 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 no. It's your impression from your heart that arises as an aroma to heaven. That's what the spirit realm smells when you are praying. So it's not really the talking. It's why you can sit down here and the Holy Spirit is responding to you. You people need to learn how to walk with the Holy Spirit because this is intimacy. You enter a car. I do it many times, alright? I'm about to enter a meeting and then somebody is wasting my time. And I'm talking to him. I don't need to open my mouth. Holy Spirit, please. You, you are the great, you are the stronger part of this partnership. Can you help us find a way to bring this woman outside? And I did not say anything. But from this act, there was an aroma that entered heaven and they gave me feedback. Are you hearing me? The same way, if God, because if you ask believers questions that how does God answer prayer? We hear all kinds of things in the building. It's the same way the prayer went that the feedback will come. Let's do Bible study. Ah, thanks you Lord. Philippians chapter 4. Give me from verse 5. Let's see. Quickly. Quickly. I don't want, I'm not teaching you only to, yeah, it's going to help you in everything. But I want to teach you, the goal is to learn how to receive feedback from heaven. Feedback that you don't need to go back to pray for. So that you can use it to correct yourself. I'm teaching you government. Because our, our headquarters is not in Nigeria. Our headquarters is not on earth. Alright? Our headquarters is in heaven. So we need to find a technology to keep having discussion. Are you here? Because we, the Bible says except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. It means that your perception is supposed to be from headquarters when you get born again. That's your lifestyle now. Your lifestyle and perception is not supposed to be from earth. It should be from... And it will be hard for you to live here. So the Bible says men ought always to pray. Always be in contact. Because if you are not in contact, you are already dying. Your life is tied to your connection to them. Are you following me? So, if you are praying, you need to learn how to receive feedbacks from the headquarters. So, I'm teaching you how to do it because this technology is so simple. It's hidden in intimacy. The Holy Ghost is in you. And I had already told you of the three that bear record in heaven and the three that give you it. Put it there now. Leave it. Just leave it there. Why in class? Just leave it there. Give me verse 6. 
Listen to me. Listen to this scripture. One, two, go if you are a believer, read. Okay. Be careful for nothing. But in every thing, thing, things that will happen in life, in everything that will happen in your life, by prayer and supplication, your request is being made known to God. Now, how does the feedback come? Next verse. And there's one more scripture to to. We don't have that time. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Please, this feedback, was it a word? Was it a vision? It was peace. happened to this guy and things led this guy to prayer and supplication because that is the way requests will get to headquarters. Alright? How will you know that feedback has come from headquarters? It's not when you see a vision. Many of you have not utilized the strongest part of a spiritual man because if it is vision you are waiting for, you will be stranded at some point. You need feedback from here. His throne is here. Alright? And so the peace of God that passes understanding, which means that if you think about why you are settled inside this trouble, you they will say they will say you are mad. So it passes understanding. Are you following me? This guy is in real trouble. Now he prays to heaven. What God sent as feedback is what? Peace. The trouble did not leave, but peace came. That peace was a feedback from the throne that you are fine. You keep going. That peace makes sure it guards your heart. This is Paul talking about feedback from heaven. So the day that you lose your peace is a sign that the headquarters is not fine with what is going on. Are you here? So when we say we are keeping people under government of the Holy Spirit, we are training them on how to stay in contact with the headquarters. In intimacy, you will learn more. And as you continue to live like that, there are decisions you will make that peace will go. The feedback from the headquarters is me. When we say we need the Holy Ghost to survive, in this life, you will struggle so much without Him. And it is not really about being the prayer warrior that is shouting 17 hours every day. It's an under- Remember I told you that spirituality is more knowledge-based. It's an, this is an understanding that somebody will live here with that. That he will have an issue. He didn't write the paper very well, alright? But when he prayed, the feedback from heaven was what? Peace. So the trouble is still there. But peace has come back from headquarters. It means God has spoken. This is how God answers prayers. Are you listening to me? There are you need to train yourself and it is only in intimacy with the Holy Spirit that you can train your receptacles your senses is here not necessarily by hearing or seeing there are many decisions you will need to make you can't always say let me go back and pray and come back to give you reply because the people that you are talking to they don't even believe in prayer they don't believe in God they are all atheists they need you to give them answer now so as they are talking you talk to them see those that used to do this they will carry charm inside the place. And while you are talking, they will touch the charm and then they will know what to do. Your own charm is here now. Get the good love. It's here.
are going to pray today. And you will start learning how to use this place. Because the doctrine of Bela is there are two things there. But I can't do the second one. The second one is dominating in church presently. Hope you know that people are now going to therapy. People are committing suicide because they attend church now. Because, just because they want you to walk in church, alright? The insults that they will give you will be so strong that you will need to go and commit suicide. It's a doctrine. It's in the Bible. It's an error that became a doctrine. That says that when somebody makes a mistake in church, you are stupid. Are you a bastard? Are you, do you, do you, are you not supposed to clean this place? Just because of that, then they rain all the insults in Nigeria on you. And be, I, don't you guys go through it in church? I, why is everybody looking at me like I'm the only person that's talking in this place? There are people that send complaints to me every time now. That they say, because I did not clean my shoe, they'll say, I, I have what you are going to do. When they finish all that insult, people, you know Nigerians, we have tough skin. So we, we stand, we try to withstand everything. You see, in those other places, people are already in therapy in groups now, having serious issues because they're about to commit suicide. And God is going to help all of us out of those situations. But I'm trying to say that that is another doctrine in scripture. I just picked only the doctrine of Balaam because I wanted to explain the idea of the fact that results do not validate process. The fact that the result is there does not mean the process was correct. And so, if you will live a life that will represent Jesus. Remember, we are teaching kingdom civilization. We are not saying kingdom takeover. Kingdom, because I have always said that kingdom advancement is as a result of kingdom life. You are advancing nothing if you don't have life. You are just building branches. You are just putting pole and lights. There is no, if there is no life. Are you here? The Bible says it was Jesus that said when a salt loses his saltiness. Remember that scripture. If we, he said we are the salt of the earth. But when a salt loses its saltiness, it is of no use. That saltiness is the life of the salt. So you, do, you didn't buy salt because you like the cube. You bought salt because of the saltiness in the salt. Now we are already building churches. Only the building no life. Human beings, remember what I said, that we were supposed to, Genesis chapter 1, be fruitful and what? And I said that multiply is different from add, because 2 plus 9 is 11. But 2 times 9 will always be a multiple of 2. If you still maintain the root of 2. Advancement is not increased. Advancement is increased based on the life that is there. And so we want to advance. I'm teaching you because I saw in the spirit that advancement is coming. And I'm keep saying it. I'll keep saying it because the advancement will meet us here. But it must not meet you like this. We can't put new wine in old wine skin. We need to return back to the secret place to ensure that our results will be based on this life. So it's a call back to intimacy. It's a call back to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It's a call back to receiving feedback from heaven based on the things that you are doing now. Because don't forget, Jesus knows how to walk on water. You can be riding your boat of life and Jesus would have... You know, 
under my principle. Okay, what's that? Do you understand my lecture now? I'm not sure everybody got it. Do you understand my lecture? I'm trying to say that I will be talking a lot more about advancement when it comes to kingdom now from next week. But I'm trying to set the record straight so that you don't just so that you will not just say it's a real manual that said just go and expand. If Expand without Jesus, we'll leave you on the road, we'll find our way back to Zion. So we'll pray again this evening. That statement that Jesus made was very, very instructive. That you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. So if Jesus had called down fire that day, everybody would keep calling Jesus a superstar, but that would have been out of accordance with the kind of spirit that is of. So do you seek results or do you seek in the results? It's a serious question you will need to answer in life and destiny. It's one thing to have things. It's a different thing for things to have you. But if you have Jesus, you have everything. There are many more things to say in my heart, but I can't say something. Because I've seen how the appetite of the man can lead him to a doom. That was what happened to him. His issue was not the seducing. His issue was not him advising Balak that tell them to make them fall into sin. That was not his issue. His issue started from his appetite for honor. It was the appetite for honor that if you notice, read that story very well. That Balak was attacking that appetite for honor again and again. He will send him honorable men. I will make you honorable. If you can come to curse these people. And then he will say, God said no. But let me ask him again. You know it is wrong. But let me now go and ask God if it is. It is wrong. It didn't change. But because the appetite was there. And it was not caught. Very soon. The guy found it. Angel, sure. Hope you know that this thing is very serious. Donkey talked to you, and you did not go back home and say, Oh, my, this, this road is a bad road that I'm going to. To make it, what will make a donkey to start speaking English? <laughs> the guy still got there. They took him to the first place. He asked from God, and God blessed the Israelites. They took him again. He said, Let me go and ask from God. He kept asking for God for about five times until he entered into error. God needs to purge us. And this purging is a purging from appetite. We need to start to find out the things that are in our life that does not bring glory to Jesus. And start to do away with them. Because we want to stay with the marriage, the bed on the fire. Remember? We want to make sure the bed is on. See? You see, when you are teaching like this, people always believe that you are perfect and you are trying to make people feel like you are perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm just saying we are praying together. Are you hearing me? We are all, we are all on a journey to perfection. And since I've not gotten there, it means that me too, I need the prayer. Are we ready to pray? 
I want to train people who don't just want to grow and be big. I want to train people who, when they are big, Jesus has space in how big they are. You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. Let us pray. Find your own corner and talk to Jesus to ensure that the things in your life that do not bring glory to Him begin to be subdued. Beginning from appetites. I told you about casting crown song a few years ago. That slow faith, nobody dies in a day. Nobody fails in a day. It begins from an appetite. An appetite to have. An appetite to hold. An appetite to show. That when I show up in, in church next week, they will know that me to have gotten somewhere. And if Jesus does not, you see, when it comes to intimacy, the, 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 the journey of intimacy is that I might decrease, that he might increase. Intimacy cannot be achieved if a man is still focused. Because the construct of the temple was a construct that housed God, was a construct that housed angels. It does not have space for a man. The construct of the ark has a space for God. And when a man does not give space to God, Pray seriously, keep praying. chapter 12 verse 3. If you remember this scripture, 
that message this life that I taught. I mentioned this scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. In this scripture, I already profiled, alright, that it was idol worshippers that God saved there. Alright? These were Ifa priests. So when they met this man to disciple him, Paul began his discipleship by saying this. Are you here? Or should we start from verse 1 so that you understand the context? Give me from verse 1. Quickly, please. Now concerning spiritual. Now, gifts there, you can remove it because it's in brackets. Now concerning spiritual. Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Verse 2. Ye know that ye were Gentiles. Carried away unto these dumb idols even as ye were left. So these people were idol worshippers. They had already used the powers in the spirits to do things. These people were not novices. Are you here? They were not, they were not people that you would start saying that um, you can lift this chair by the spirit. They could do it. They were like people in Egypt. Remember um, Moses and Janice and Jambres. Alright? Moses dropped this rod and everybody dropped down and like, what was this guy doing? These people could do those things. Now, next verse. Now, these people just got saved and they were to be disciples. So what he said is that, wherefore, I give you to understand. This is the first training that Paul gave them. Paul did not train them to say, oh yeah, go and start taking over the world. No, 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 no. That's not the first thing to do. In fact, in my study of history, when people get saved, some people spend three years in discipleship class. Before you can say it in public that you are saved. Because they know that if you are saved, you can die tomorrow. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus what? That's first training. Bible study class. Class one is that I know you have results. But anything that you will do now, if it will be by the Spirit of God, it will not bring cause or shame to the name of Jesus. Class one. Second thing is that no man can say Jesus is Lord but by, except by the Holy Ghost. Which means that you cannot submit to the Lordship of Jesus without the Holy Ghost. So he taught them first that your life now, your life before was about yourself. Whatever you could use your time to do. Alright? But from today that you are saved, your life must be to make sure that Jesus' name is not embarrassed in the streets. That's training one. Then training two is that if you will ever be able to achieve that, you can never do it except by the Holy Ghost. See, Bible study training that is all. So, this idea in town, alright, that makes young boys to just move without being trained, is a wrong idea because you are going to represent somebody. And I gave you a picture of Aaron. Aaron never heard God. So in the day that Moses was not around and he was to represent God, he built a golden cow. He didn't know God. Did he know God before? God did not speak to him. The only time God spoke to Aaron, he told Aaron to go and meet Moses and he will tell you what I've told you. Aaron, go and meet Moses. What I want to tell you, I've told him, he will tell you. Aaron should have asked God that, please, with all due respect, sir, tell me. Maybe we are here now. Talk to me directly. What's the problem? Do we have issues? Did we fight before? <laughs> so it is little wonder that uh, when Moses went up the mountain and they turned to Aaron. So be careful. Just in case you are following a man that is following God does not mean you are following God. You can be following a man and not be following God. 
But in the day that they leave you with the people that the man has been training, you will realize that you were not following them. We are going to pray again. And our prayer will be a serious prayer towards consecration. A serious prayer to deal with the things in your life that one day will embarrass Jesus. We've seen on, we've seen online of pastors that were caught in their schools as lecturers looking for ladies to speak with. We've seen it online. That's why people don't trust church again. I've met people it was, I think when I was in 500 level that people started coming to visit me and say that now we trust you. I heard those statements that now we trust you that we've met many Somebody came to meet me one time and said, I've been watching you since you were in 200 level. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> it's okay. That we've been watching you. Yeah? Yeah. But I think now we can believe what you are saying. It's because the name of Jesus has been embarrassed in public. And if you will represent him, you need to watch yourself. It's, it's not, it's not, this is not a validation to follow me. No, 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 no. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying that even me now will need special prayers to ensure that the one that I have not seen that is dead, that it is after 10 years when I fly down with private jet that is now sure. Now, people didn't know that it was there before, but it was when private jet came that they will now say, ah, ah, ah. Are you ready to pray? Because much more than being great, be, make a decision in your life to represent Jesus with your greatness. It's not about being great about if he will be great when you are great. It's a decision. And if that is your decision, anything, anything at all in your life that will not give voice, that will not give voice to Jesus must go down. That I might decrease, that he might increase. That's the prayer this evening. Deal with everything from, from top to bottom. Now begin to list them. It's a personal time with the Holy Spirit. God, this is already showing up. This is already showing up. I started talking like somebody that was from Babylon. It's there. It's there already. I started, the things I see, the things I watch, the things I listen to does not look like Jesus at all. Are you praying this evening? My pursuit about life, my idea about wealth, my idea about fame does not look like Jesus again. And if Jesus will lay hold on a generation, it will be because there are people who have made a decision that it is not more about them again. It's about if Jesus will be exalted if they are exalted. So that I might decrease, that he will increase. Beat down anything that does not look like Jesus. The first lecture about spirituality is that your life must not bring shame to Jesus' name. It's a heavy weight to lift. It's heavier than money. It's heavier than fame. It's heavier than influence. To lift the name of Jesus is a life of pure conscience and character. And it's a hard thing to achieve. But if we hold on to heaven, Lord send feedback from Zion, feedback of help. The Bible says it's an ever-present help in time of need. Send feedback from Zion. Send feedback.
impacts of hell from Zion. Help to overcome sin. Help to overcome self. Help to overcome appetite. Beyond the stage, beyond people knowing you or people not knowing you, what is more important is that Jesus' name is lifted. What is more important is that Jesus' name is exalted. What is more important is that men can see and know that you have been with Jesus. Like the disciples, the Bible says they saw them and took thought of them that they had been with Jesus. Deal with my pride now, oh God. Deal with my anger now, oh God. Deal with my jealousy now, oh God. It's only me that wants to be on the top. Deal with it now, oh God. Appetite for ladies, deal with deal with it now, oh God. My appetite to lie, oh God, deal with it now. Let it be laid on the cross now. Let that circumcision happen in the spirit because it's not about progress, it's about the process that produces the progress. It is not about greatness. It's about the process that made you great. There is the doctrine of seduction that that makes you want to so, that uses God's ideas to fight God's personality. So Balaam used the law that God taught him in the spirit to fight God. God said something. He used God's laws to disobey God. Deal with my appetite. How much is the honor that they will give him? Yes, they go, he has died. Nobody knows him again. But oh God, if you will help me, help me out of appetite, help me out of distractions. Jesus, mighty name, we are praying. Uh, no, no, listen. In, uh, Asturando, intimacy would solve most of your life problem. Take it or leave it. Because intimacy would give you solutions at that point you really needed the most. Yeah. In, intimacy would help you in the exam all. 
Intimacy will, will help you out when there is sickness. Intimacy will help you out when you are faced with real life challenges. Intimacy backed up with the number of prayers and the long hours of study of the world would make you walk upon the face of the earth like Zeus and others. Yeah. Yeah. Look at men who are intimate. They, they don't shout. They don't struggle. Uh, the intimacy brings you to a point where you are one with God. Where you commune is that where easy you, you in name. And it just seems like, no, you are the best of the best. Ah, nah. There is intimacy. Yeah. And so, Father, in heaven, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you grant unto us grace. Grace to pursue after this with the whole of our hearts. Grace to that we might die the more that you might ascend, Father. Lord Jesus, you would help us. Jesus, you would help us. Uh, no, that I would not continue with error, but that uh, we would see that is that which is right, and we would follow after it sincerely with our heart. Sincerely with our heart. Sincerely with our heart. I ask for the virtue, Lord, the grace for the virtue of sincerity. And even when we are going amiss, we will be sincere enough to come back. Lord Jesus, like you helped David help us. Like you helped men of old help us. In the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Can you have said? Amen. The Word of God is a seed that brings radical transformation, and we believe you have been transformed by the word you just received. Follow us live on our MixLR and download our messages on our Telegram channel. The number to call for partnerships and inquiries is 0811-414-7940.